0: Puck in the ice, we're back underway. Mavericks on the power play, come right in, and they score! Minnesota State won the draw, the puck kind of bouncing around. And then the Mavericks just pick it up, and Sam Morton says, you know what, I'm taking it in. He gets a backhander away in front of the net, and that one too much for the netbinder to handle. From BLC Studios in Mankato, Minnesota, This is the Maverick Hockey Live podcast presented by Duncan, with your host Shane Frederick. This is the Maverick Hockey Live podcast presented by Duncan. I'm your host Shane Frederick, and joining me today is Minnesota State senior Sam Morton.
1: Good to be here. Good to
0: have you. Thanks for coming in. I I paused because. When you and I talked on the podcast last time, we had a long discussion about what year you were in school. <laughs> you got it right. That's right. So uh, you are finally a senior in college, yeah, correct? Yeah.
1: <laughs> senior year last year. We'll coming back next year, not allowed.
0: Not allowed. This is your technically fifth year of college hockey? Is that is that why? Yeah,
1: technically, yeah. I burned a, that year at Union College playing 12 games, so that counts as a full one.
0: Okay. So, just, uh, yeah, it's funny how that happens with, uh, you know, trying to keep track of the guys who are back for their fifth year, when, you know, Andy Carroll and, you know, Jack McNeely and, and Reggie Lutz last year and... So then but I think you knew I think everybody knew you were coming back for this year yeah. that you'd be eligible and, It's uh, like
1: it's it feels like my fourth year because in a total I've played about 4 years worth of games. So Right. It feels like my fourth year. But so no, no extra year after. Closer
0: there. Um so you know let me just ask you this, you you're off to a pretty good start this season and um you know things have been going fairly well for you. Um how, how do you think that your your start's been?
1: I feel good about it. Uh playing with some confidence. Um happy to be back in the middle. Uh, mm-hmm. I feel comfortable there. Um been shifting around lines a little bit, but there's a lot of guys right now who I think are working hard and they're fun to play with. So uh it's it's been fun so far so far. It's always more fun when you're winning. So yep. just want to get back on that on that winning track.
0: Sure. Um you know, I think we talked about that last time you were, we did the podcast about, you know, going from center to the wing and back and you seem pretty open to, to going wherever. Um, but just based on what you just said, it sounds like that's your You prefer to be in the middle. So
1: yeah, honestly, whatever wherever I'm needed, sure. right, but Um, it's going well in the middle, I guess so yeah. far. So right now it's comfortable But if adjustments need to be made we'll make them,
0: you know And if you have enough centers where you have to move you to the wing that's usually bodes well for a team It's right. it's it's the other way when it's the other way around when you're Desperately looking for someone to put down the middle. It's uh, that's when teams are struggling a little bit Sure, um you know after um, one of their early season g- games uh, you talked about um just kind of how, how you approach the off season and and going into it with um um some conditioning things and some things you wanted to do what, what did you do this off season um to to change you know change up you know whether it was your body or your uh fitness or whatever you were doing
1: well I stayed here with uh our strength coach, as well as Cade Borchardt, uh, Andre Pavel, um, Ryan Sandlin was here for most of it. Brendan Furry was here for most of it. Uh, Josh Grohl was here for a good bit of it. So we had a, a, a decent little group here just working with our strength coach and um, going to the gym every day and trying to eat as well as possible and really trying to stick to our nutrition pr- nutrition plan and kind of hold each other accountable to that kind of thing.
0: Was there any, anything particular that you were trying to do um, individually to – You know, improve your in that in that area
1: i think my whole career i've really been trying to gain weight Um, Uh i grew i've been six foot i think since i entered college hockey and i've always just been trying to fill out a little bit so um gaining weight has been something i focus on and uh, i think just like make sure making sure i stick to that diet and just be disciplined about that Mm -hmm. Um, seven days a week and not not taking the option on some days you know what i mean um, that was just definitely one of my focuses, just getting stronger and putting on good weight and still being able to go up and down the sheet. You're talking
0: about the good weight, too. Like, right. you, you wouldn't want to use my plan. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, a little a little different than, I don't know, eating whatever you want. Right. You still got to stick to your good carbs and a lot of protein.
0: Is there stuff you like? Is there? Did you learn to like some things that you didn't like? Or are you, you pretty much a person who, who, who likes that kind of food?
1: Uh, I think you learn to get used to it. So you get learn to eat in a, used to eating a lot of chicken and rice mm-hmm. um you, i found some meals that i really like like started eating chickpea noodles chickpea noodles ground beef or ground turkey and some marinara sauce um another go-to is like uh shrimp avocado and uh, ciabatta bread ciabatta okay. ciabatta bread's not the best but it's tasty and yeah uh, shrimp's good for you good fats from avocado so um yeah I don't, just mixing it up and trying to find foods that you like and you can eat at least once a week and have leftovers so that it's easy for lunch the next day sure
0: sure you learn to cook that stuff yourself and, and make that and you, yeah
1: i got a little help around the house but yeah learning yeah learning picking up on most things
0: little help around the house so there's a person in the house who, who does that stuff well
1: there's roommates that always help yeah, you who, out well. who are those guys so i'm with uh andy carroll right now okay so
0: he and he he, he can cook
1: yeah he's got some ideas he showed me <laughs> some breakfast things like we'll get chipotle on mondays and one day he's like yeah you should throw because I always get Chipotle, I'll get a, a burrito or a, a bowl and a tortilla on the side and I'll roll my own burrito Yeah, and then I'll keep the leftovers. And I threw it into my breakfast one morning because he told me to do that. It was pretty good.
0: Nice. Very nice. you mix it with anything? Some eggs or something? Yeah, or yeah, what?
1: yeah. Some eggs and another tortilla and some hot sauce maybe.
0: We didn't know the podcast was going to turn into uh, a cooking <laughs> class, but uh, why not, right? <laughs> <laughs> um. We, we talked a little bit about, you know, last time you were on, and, and I know not everybody listens to uh, every single podcast, although they should, right? Um, but uh, you talked a little bit about your your, your upbringing and, and growing up in California um, before you moved to Colorado and, and, and playing roller hockey. And I just want to ask you about that again because that's just something that, that always continues to intrigue me and fascinate me. Um, first of all, based on what we talked about before, did you get to play any roller hockey this summer? Did you get on any skates this summer
1: i didn't this summer you know one thing that i've kind of learned as i've gotten into college is that as fun as roller is like it's more of like a hobby now than it is Mm -hmm. a cross training exercise so like it's kind of weird for me to be jumping back and forth from roller skates to ice skates um as well as like the way the puck feels on concrete or cement rather than it does on the ice so it's a little bit weird but I Didn't get into it this summer. Although it is fun. And if I was I wasn't back in Colorado If I was back in Colorado, I probably would have done it with some of my other buddies back home Okay, um, but I didn't get into it this summer Yeah, you just
0: don't see a lot of it around here you right. think and you
1: don't need to because there's so much ice available in Minnesota So you have that luxury of just being able to hop on the sheep, right? Nearly whenever you want
0: sure um, but you know, to, to get into it and make that transition as a kid, you, you mentioned that, uh, your dad built a roller hockey rink and you said your dad was kind of hockey crazy. Yep. Did he, did, was he a hockey player? Did he grow up playing it at all? Or did he? He
1: grew up playing, uh, nothing crazy serious. Okay. So like, I think it was at, at the time he was playing, I think it was more for fun and mm-hmm. the older he got just the more invested in it he got. And like through watching my brother and I grow up playing, I think he became even more passionate about it and. Um, started watching more NHL and uh, just following our paths and kind of learning more about it. And so like, he knows what he's talking about now and um, he's definitely still super passionate about it.
0: And um, he he built a roller rink. Um, I suppose he probably would have built a a backyard ice rink if the uh, weather would have cooperated.
1: Right now. So he works at a, at a rink. So like he retired from, he used to work in biotech. He retired from that. And now he works at a local rink by my house and his whole goal is to create a Christmas outdoor game for, like, the community. So there's, like, this uh, football turf, and he wants to flood it and have, like, an open session for the community. And, like, I think he, he does it just because he, he likes to host things and entertain, but uh-huh. also just to, like, bring hockey to the community and, like, make it open for people. So I think that's kind of cool.
0: That's great! What a what a great story! A little bit of inspiration from the Hockey Day Minnesota. Yeah, for coming sure. here and seeing you that.
1: Talk to those people. Figure out how they did it.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I think it's a, a quite the ordeal to put that together. But right. uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, good luck to him. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> um. You know, going into this season, um, you know, for everybody, you know, going from your first year, second year, third year, um everybody takes those steps. Um, this year you have, you know, you're you're a captain and uh, you're part of the leadership group. And, um, you know, what's that responsibility like as a player when you get put into that position? And, you know, how, how, how do you take that responsibility when, when it comes to, you know, leading this team and, 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 you know, seeing what other players have done in the past in that position?
1: I think a lot of it just relates to watching what the guys previously, to me did so like Wyatt Amont and Reese like the two previous captains that I played under um just seeing the things that they did that made me feel more comfortable or showed me how to act and how to behave and how to work hard and just kind of carrying those traits or characteristics over into what I'm doing just to try to guide our younger guys and show them the way the way we do things around uh, Mankato mm-hmm. um but I think overall like you're still just trying to be a good person, do the right thing and set a good example. So not a whole lot changes except that um <coughs> you have to step into a responsibility that left from the from the previous year.
0: And what did you get advice from those guys? I mean, or is it just something that you they kind of led by example or do you you know, and 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 how does it change for you as a player, you know, when you kind of have that you know, on you cuz I I think uh, you know, the old coach has a lot of expectations for for the leaders.
1: Yeah, you just you just watch them and digest it and see like what you think worked well for them and how it affected me and take away those things that affected me in a positive way um, when they were leaders and just try to implement that into what I'm doing. Um, and there's definitely more responsibility from the staff in terms of um, you have some responsibility to make sure um, other guys are pulling their weight and being held accountable for the little things because our coaches aren't seeing everything that, that we see within the locker room and everything on the ice. You know, it's just extra sets of ice to to help direct guys and um, push them in the right
0: direction. You like it? You like being that, in that spot? Are, are you,
1: I, I think, like, whether or not you wear a letter, like we have a bunch of leaders on this team yeah. that aren't wearing letters, so it's something that you do whether you're wearing a letter or not, but it, I think it's more of just being an older guy and knowing what's expected and what our culture is and just showing other guys how to, how to – follow that
0: you know it's it's funny you, you mentioned culture and i I, th- I always find it interesting um when you can kind of see the culture happening um because it's easy for a, a coach to come in and say they want to change the culture you know every time uh there's a, a new coach hired at a, at a program or a, or a team and um you know and i think that takes time but eventually it becomes a reality and you guys have had the you know the luxury of 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 having a winning program for a long time. Um, obviously the championships, uh, conference championships speak for themselves, the uh, NCAA uh, success over the last couple of years. But um, just the little things you can kind of see on the ice, guys blocking shots, young guys doing that, guys um, um, just you know playing a certain way. Um, is that something you noticed right away when you um, joined the program, like that culture was... Was There you know does it how how does that kind of blend, you know from player to player, uh, you know, especially when you know new guys uh, Join a program.
1: Yeah, I think the way we practice here um, is different than what I experienced in the past. It's very uh, Intense detail oriented the pace is really high and just when I came in here seeing the guys um, embrace that Mm -hmm. and just realizing how, how important it was to them that we perform and practice to the best of our abilities and understanding that that, that, that translates. Um, so I think it was something that I definitely realized when I got here was just like making sure you're staying on your habits and practice and doing the little things in practice um, so that it translates to games and that was something that I hadn't seen before I got here.
0: Was there an example of that that you can think of from you know one of those early practices when you were on the team?
1: it's not really one thing it's more just the pace of it the drills that we're doing are they're game like they're putting you in situations where you're gonna see in games and they're putting you in situations where maybe we've struggled before or um even the situations that we need to be successful or we've been successful there's i don't want to say a pressure but there's an expectation to perform and to continue to be successful in those situations and just abiding by the details um that are expected by our staff and by by your teammates and the accountability of it all.
0: So when you're in a situation like you were in a couple weeks ago, you go up to Saint Cloud State, play two really close games against a really good team um, on the road, um, but you have to come back and and kind of refigure out where you guys are at and and you know. Those details you were just talking about, and and what happens in your within your culture, and how you improve from that. What what kind of change in practice at that point?
1: I'd say just focusing on things that just areas that we struggled a little bit. So, for example, uh, owning the front of our net and the front of their net. So, making sure we have good positioning so that they can't get in our crease and finish loose pucks that are sitting around there. And on the on the flip side of it, getting in front of their net and being heavy and getting our sticks on pucks first so that we can score those goals and keep the pucks out of their net when it's in our area. Sure. But I think just addressing the areas that uh, we're struggling and making sure that we're paying a lot of attention to those areas and um, fixing them all. Were up.
0: there things that you saw that um, had happened even in a couple other games that you had won, or is it something that changed a little bit where you had to be a little bit more uh, detail-oriented and or something being on the road or anything like that?
1: Yeah, it's just – It's early in the year, right? You're trying to, you're working with a lot of different things. So we're trying to find our identity and um, just figure out who we are as a team. Like we have this culture, but we need to make sure that um, we're doing the little things every day. And so like the front of the net is just one example of a number of things that we just need to keep working on. And yeah, there's definitely things that we could have improved on in the games that we were winning as well. but that was just one thing that came to mind, you know, Yeah. just d- like defending hard. That's kind of our identity. And that's something that even in the games we won, I'm sure we could have done better. Um, and so, yeah, there's there's a bunch of things that accumulate along the way that we're focusing on. But I think when we lose a couple games like we did against cloud, uh, it just magnifies those areas that we need to address. Right.
0: Right. Makes you think about them a little bit more, I suppose. Right. Right. Um, you know, I, I asked uh, David Cilia this on the previous podcast about kind of finding that culture, finding that uh, or not, or that identity of a particular team, of this year's team, when you've been in a situation where you're, you know, um, uh, when you're playing really good teams, when you're playing Minnesota and Minnesota Duluth and St. Cloud State, um, because you have to be ready to go and try to do your best. And yeah, obviously had the great start against Minnesota and Minnesota Duluth. But you're also trying to find out who you are, and you're still probably going to be doing that you know, up to Thanksgiving or so. Um, how do you do that? How do you balance that out?
1: Well, you have guys stepping into new roles that they might not have been in in previous years, so <coughs> letting them kind of settle into those roles and um, start to figure out what works for them in those positions, um, moving up up the lineup as well as freshmen coming in and kind of, jumping in the water of being in college hockey and just getting comfortable playing at this level um it's just it takes a little bit of time you know what i mean but like i said that just it comes in everyday practices of just being hard on each other and making each other better in practice and um working on our identity not just on the weekends but every day
0: yeah and does it feel weird though sometimes when you're you know you almost have to have a little bit of grace for you know finding that stuff out figuring that stuff out but at the same time knowing that these games are really important they 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 you can't yeah. just breeze through them as as an exhibition cuz they're not an exhibition
1: right college hockey short much shorter than the NHL or even juniors, so um the room for errors is low like you you don't have a lot of time to figure out your identity like we're talking about but um so the, the quicker you can do that the better and like I said, I think that just goes back to practice. Of like, you have an opportunity every day to take a step forward and uh, make sure we're moving in the right direction and <clears throat> kind of addressing where we're at every day after practice, rather than just doing it week by week after sure. how we perform in the games.
0: Right. Yeah, and just assess those practices just as you would a game. and right. So many guys in this program have talked about the what you learn in practice and and that style of practice that you mentioned earlier. Um, and how well it prepares you for games where where sometimes the the practices are harder than the games. I'm sure your opponents don't want to hear that, but it's really not a knock on them as much as it is a, a a way of practicing where you it's not easy because your opponent. It's easy because you recognize situations or you've been in it and right. you you've you know. It. Yeah, I mean, can you talk about that a little bit?
1: Yeah, I think our our staff does a really good job of of putting us in those situations of coming in on three on two rushes and with back pressure of where you have to play with pace, where you have guys coming back, but you also want to get pucks to the net, and like the points of getting bodies and pucks to the net is still emphasized as it would be in a game and just putting you in that kind of situation or putting you in a D-zone situation where you're coming in on the back check and they've already got established possession, um, and you got to come in, find your guy, and find a way to keep them to the outside and defend the inside ice. So um, There's all sorts of situations that they're putting us in on a weekly basis, or a daily basis, I should say. That um, you're going to see every single weekend. Um, we're working on power and play and penalty kill uh, multiple times throughout the week. So, um, usually doing some film to see what other teams are doing, so that our our PK or our uh, mock power play um, they can defend or attack the way that our opponent's going to, and try to prepare us as best as possible for what we're going to see on the weekend.
0: It just it just sounds so intense, and and it, which is you know what you want, right? I mean, right.
1: It's like the, the intensity of practice is. like in in some ways it's lower than in the game because in practice there's a chance for us to kind of look at what we're doing and criticize it at the moment and have construction on it Mm -hmm. rather than in a game where it's like you got to be ready for your next shift and we'll address it after the weekend or after the game and then kind of make our adjustments then sure practice you can make the adjustment right away and kind of learn on the spot
0: Um, I don't know if I asked you this last time but I'm gonna have to ask you it now what how many teeth are you missing and, (laughs) and uh how did it happen
1: I'm missing three and a half, so uh, the front one, the K nine, and then one more, and uh, and then the other front ones just split in half. And I, t- I was playing against Vernon when I was in Wenatchee, and uh, I shot a puck on the power play. It got blocked, popped in the air. The penalty killer uh, turned around and swung at it while I was in the air, and just went straight to my face.
0: Oh man, that's
1: you see, yeah. You don't really feel it the moment you go into shock. Like I had no idea I was missing any teeth, but yeah. I think they called a two minute penalty. And then I was, I had my hand on my face and I was just kind of crawling, not crawling, but like hunched over, skating to the bench. And I was heading straight to the locker room. And my coach made me come back out and go, show the ref, show the ref so we can get a, a major. Right. And then I went to, to the locker room and I looked in the mirror and I was like, holy smokes. Yeah. It's not good. That's. I know my parents weren't happy but I just told them it's better than a concussion.
0: <laughs> you know what? It probably, you know, that I don't know if people would have said that uh, 20 years ago, but yeah. I think we all know now that you're probably it's probably right. You can you can uh, replace your teeth, but you can't really replace your brain. Right. Yeah. That's uh there is words <laughs> to live by right there. <laughs> All right. Well, Sam, this has been great. I really appreciate you having uh, you being here today and, and and joining me for this podcast. Uh, we'll probably have you back again sometime soon. Sorry about the coughing, everybody. Um, but that's Sam Morton. I'm Shane Frederick, and we'll talk to you next time.